1: Welcome to Straight Talk with Sandra Rich, a show about living your very best life. Today, we're tackling a topic that I think is so important because it affects us in our day-to-day operations. Let me start by saying, have you ever met someone who, like, is so brilliant in school or at their job or incredible IQ, but their social skills are so poor that you just go, oh my God, they just cannot navigate life. Well, that what's going on there is an example of somebody who lacks emotional intelligence, something that's talked about a lot these days, but not that many people really understand what it means. So today my goal is to demystify what is emotional intelligence and even get it across how we can improve our own emotional intelligence, making our lives much, much better. I say that because emotional intelligence is linked with almost everything positive in life, from health to happiness, and I'll go through all of that today. Later in the show, my special guest, Georgia Dow, psychotherapist from the Montreal Centre for Anxiety and Depression, will be joining me, and we will really dive into how people can improve their emotional intelligence. If you're listening and you want to join the conversation, you can call us at 1-866-472-5792. Some people prefer not to call and want to text. You can text us at one 796 4357 or you can email us at info at helpforanxietydepression.com. So we hear it all the time. It's a very big catchphrase, but what is emotional intelligence? What on earth does that mean, and why is it important? Well, let's start with some definitions. Emotional intelligence is really about being smart with your feelings, more aware, more intentional and more purposeful in the things you do. So it has nothing to do with sort of what we talk about as intellectual intelligence because it has to do with our emotions, which is interesting because for many years we didn't think of emotions as being intelligent at all. We thought of emotions as being a pain, and maybe some of you still feel that way, that your emotions get in your way. The thing about emotions is they can get in your way if you don't know how to harness them, and that's what emotional intelligence is all about, is being able to be aware of your emotions, control your emotions, and express your emotions in a way that helps you handle your interpersonal relationships empathetically and with great Um, how can I say it, judiciously, to be able to handle them in a very healthy way. Research shows that it is key to both personal and professional success. Key to personal and professional success. That's a big statement. Why would that be? Well, again, as we started is if you're not able to navigate your relationships with other people and know what to do with your emotions, it's very difficult to have great, healthy relationships or to have a good relationship with your coworkers at your job. So one more definition, according to Wikipedia in preparation for the show, they have it written down as emotional intelligence is the capacity of an individual to recognize their own emotions and those of others. That's important. Discern between different feelings and label them appropriately and use that emotional information to guide thinking and behavior and manage or adjust emotions to adapt to your environment or to achieve one's goals. So If you have this skill to understand your emotions and understand the emotions of others, it's going to have a big effect on your relationship. So let's sort of, you know, make this very practical. When's the last time you got annoyed with somebody? Probably maybe even today. Did you get annoyed with someone? What did you do with that? Did you talk to them about it? Were you passive aggressive with them about it? Did you slam a door? Did you beep your horn? What did you do? Was it effective? Did it get you what you want? Or are you more the type that when somebody annoys you, you've learned in life, maybe it's best to not say anything at all and just shove it down, forget about it, let go. After all, we're supposed to let go of everything, aren't we? Well, The problem is that as on many straight talk shows, we've talked about emotions that aren't dealt with. They manifest often as symptoms, quite often anxiety. So we need our emotions. We need our emotions to guide us and to tell us what to do. I want to start by making a distinction between emotions and emotional regulation so that we're clear. Our emotions are very important and they're always valid. So what you feel is what you feel. And it's okay to feel what you feel. So if you feel like, I don't like today's show, it's boring. That's a valid feeling as much as I really like today's show, it's really interesting. They're all valid, no matter, even if I don't like what you have to say, it's irrelevant. However, emotional regulation is what you do with them. If you go and punch someone in the face because you're annoyed with them, that's a problem. Feeling annoyed, not a problem. Punching someone in the face, a problem. Um, So emotional regulation is the ability to know what to do with emotions. And it's a very key component of emotional intelligence. I meet people who tell me that they've shut down their emotions in life because they found their emotions would get them in trouble. It's not their emotions that were getting them into trouble. It's a lack of emotional regulation that will get you in trouble. So question right now before we dive into it is why is it so important to have good high emotional intelligence? Well, what we know from research, it's, it's more than important. It's intrinsic to who we are and it impacts every aspect of our life and especially our workplace. Um, a recent research shows that people with high IQ make $30,000 more on average than those people with lower EQ. So if you're listening, you're like, meh, not interested in this emotional intelligence, um, you might be interested in increasing your income by $30,000. Just saying, um, emotional intelligence on the same research study, shows it's responsible for 58% of your job performance and 90% of top performers in all jobs have high emotional intelligence. So it's definitely a skill that plays a role in your job and whether you're going to do well. What about your love life? No question about that. Emotional intelligence paramount to the success of your marriage or your relationship. You need it. So let's look at what are the components of emotional intelligence and how can you start to increase them? Very powerful stuff. Well, as I said, you need to be aware of your emotions. You need to be able to express your emotions how many people listening, and I won't hear your answer, but you can always text me, are comfortable expressing difficult emotions? How do you deal with it when you're sad about something that your partner did, or your coworker, or someone not nice to you? Are you comfortable expressing your emotions? Are you comfortable controlling your emotions and knowing what you can say and what you cannot say? How good are you at disarming someone when you feel someone's attacking you? Also an aspect of emotional intelligence. We're going to talk about that for sure after the break and teach you some techniques on how to disarm someone when someone's coming after you. This is all part of something called relationship, relationship management, a key skill in having a healthy relationship. What about empathy? Empathy, such an interesting topic. Many people think that empathy is the same as sympathy. Not the same thing at all. So, to make it clear, sympathy is to really feel sorry for someone. You know, you feel sorry for someone when they've had a loss in their family. You express sympathy. You're sorry they're going through that, which is really lovely, but not the same as empathy. The question with empathy is, can you feel what someone else is feeling? Now, why is this important? Why on earth would I want to feel other people's feelings? I mean, I'm a therapist. Of course, it's a necessary ingredient to be a good therapist. But why would I want to feel other people's negative feelings? I mean, that doesn't sound fun. Well... The thing that we strive for as humans, and one of the reasons I wanted to do this show so badly, is what we strive for is to feel connected with other humans. As a matter of fact, people sh- in research shows up over and over again, the happiest moments of their life are deep connections with others, feeling that feeling that we all look for to feel connected. Can we feel connected without empathy? Hmm. Very difficult. Very difficult. Very difficult. Because if I can't feel what you feel or relate to what you feel, that's a disconnection. So you may be wondering, does that mean I have to agree with everything my partner says or feel the same way about their issues? Oh, no, no, no. That's the good news. You do not. So feeling what someone else feels doesn't mean you feel that way about the same thing. So, for example, if my partner feels very upset if the house is not clean That might not upset me at all, but do I know what it feels like to be upset? And if the answer is yes, I can meet him at that place and go, I know what that feels like, and I don't want you to feel that way. And something magical will start to happen. Um, There's some amazing research on the power of empathy beyond connection that, you know, even with pain management, when somebody is able to feel your pain with you, the pain actually lessons. This is huge stuff. This is big. And yet we're not taught this. We don't learn this. And it's unfortunate. We learn so much about IQ and yet then we're thrown in the world and we watch movies and, you know, read stories like Cinderella and we figure we'll get married and get into a relationship and everything will fall into place because that's what love is supposed to do but we don't get those skills on how do we connect with somebody? How do we deal with someone when they're upset with us? How do we express our feelings when we're upset with someone? And what do we do if we express our feelings and the other person tries to shut us down? I mean, that's tricky stuff. So learning emotional intelligence is learning a skill set of how to deal with these things and things that will actually work to be able to get you what you need And to create closeness in your relationships and certainly foster respect in your working relationships, to be respectful of others and to have others respect you, I think it's one of the most powerful tools that you can have in your arsenal in all your relationships. So we'll take a break. Think about where emotional intelligence can serve you. We'll come back and we'll start discussing strategies on how to increase your emotional intelligence. We'll be right back on Straight Talk with Sandra Riche.
2: Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness.
0: Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reisch, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life.
3: Change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety, featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reisch. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary Anxiety Videos Therapy Series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever.
2: A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness.
0: You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reish. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's one 472 5792 You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reish. So we're back on Straight
1: Talk with Sandra Reish talking about emotional intelligence. Uh, spent the first segment really talking about how it can help your life. Let's get down and dirty and see how you can improve yours. So we started with emotions. So, emotions actually comes from the Latin word to emote, to move. Emotions tell us where to go. So step one is definitely to become friends with your emotions. Now, you might be listening and going, yeah, that's no problem. But I challenge you because a lot of us, and I include myself, grew up learning a lot about what we think and our cognitions and not so much what we feel. So I think I need to do a radio show and I think I should do a good job on my PowerPoint. Um, But that's not the same as feelings. Thoughts are very different than feelings. So an exercise that is a good starting point is asking yourself at any given time in the day, what do I feel right now and what do I need? So, You may find some of you might have no trouble with this, but some of you may find that when you ask yourself, what are you feeling that you have no idea? And that is not unusual, but that is a problem because to really practice emotional intelligence and to really perfect it or really get good at it, I shouldn't say perfect, but get really good at it. You need to know what you feel. So you need to open up that part of yourself. And if you grew up in a family where cognitions were really valued, IQ was valued. I certainly did. Um, My family really, you know, felt that, you know, doing well in school was really important. And there's nothing wrong with that. And IQ was very important. Not so much on emotions, more on results and performance. You may not have an easy access to your emotions because they've been shut down. But the good news is we're all born with emotions. So if they're shut down, they can be reopened. And an exercise, again, that I found very helpful in my life was to ask myself throughout the day, what am I feeling right now and what do I need? And at first, I really did not know what I felt. I, I knew what I'm supposed to be doing, but I didn't know what I was feeling. And in my case, it was pretty extreme. I didn't even know when I felt hungry. I just... You know, I was really good at being a human doing and not so good at being a human being. And to be a human being, you need to know what you're feeling. So I need to know I'm tired. And then if I'm feeling tired, then what I need might be to take a break. So it sounds so simplistic, but it's actually quite a challenging exercise. So if you really want to challenge yourself throughout the day, today and tomorrow, ask yourself, um, Hey, what am I feeling right now? and What do I need? Because as you're feeling things, then when you answer the question, what do you need? Um, you're starting to practice emotional intelligence, no doubt about it. So, um, your emotions are a key characteristic to this. Um, and then as we move along with the emotions, we start to understand that, um, adaptively, um, actually our negative emotions, we have more negative emotions than positive emotions because adaptively, and there's actually not more stronger negative emotions. Because if you go back a long time ago, like millions of years ago, your negative emotions were core to your survival. I mean, no fear and saber tooth tire running around. No fear equals certain death. So you needed fear, and that's what fear is there to alarm you to get out of danger, and that works with many emotions, not only fear. Uh, example: sadness. The adaptation of sadness is to slow down and withdraw. There's been a loss. You need to go take care of yourself. You need to heal. Uh, they believe that anger adapted from attack or assert yourself is someone's taking advantage of me, and this is not fair. Um, In back at millions of years ago is if someone in your tribe is attacking you, your safety is at peril. So you absolutely need that emotion. But again, if you don't, if you don't feel the emotion, and you don't know what you're feeling, and this is very interesting part, because this relates a lot to the work we do, is if you're not aware of that anger, and you push it down, guess what emotion it turns into? That's right anxiety or depression. And I like to say if you're lucky, um, same as holds true for shame and shame, for example, adaptively was used to cover up and to hide things. Guilt, make amends, make sure you're checking if I've done something wrong, say sorry to the person, uh, love, There is a positive one. It's there to care for, to nurture. Now, notice, though, we've gone through a lot of negative ones, and we're only now at love, and I'm going to talk about joy, which is very similar to love, care for, protect kindness. Adaptively, we needed more negative emotions to survive. So why is that interesting? I'll tell you why it's interesting, is that if our negative emotions were more practiced adaptively back ancestor in our ancestors days then our brains go quicker to negative emotions today now such a complex topic i had to bring on a specialist a psychotherapist who deals with day-to-day with emotions, emotional intelligence, anxiety, depression. She works with families. She works with couples. She works with individuals. Um, I am partners with her in an anxiety video series to help people when the symptom shows up, which often is anxiety, but again, could be rooted in a lack of emotional intelligence. So I'm very happy to welcome back to Straight Talk, Georgia Dow. Uh, Thank you so much for coming in shedding some light on this important topic.
4: Thank you so much for having me. I think it's such an important topic because people don't speak about this We're just now really understanding how important emotions were are and I think that a long time ago emotions were something that we saw as weak as something we should push down yeah. that we shouldn't show emotions. And, uh, they would be used against us Yes, because you'd be interested. vulnerable. Yes. If
1: you show emotions, you're vulnerable. Yes. And this is where people, you know, I'm going to jump right in there is that, so a lot of people come to my office and I'm sure yours and they, they, they hear emotional intelligence and that you need to express your emotions, but they say, I don't want to get vulnerable because if I get vulnerable, I'm going to get hurt. Yes. And that's, a, that seems to be a common, common problem for people. A common dilemma yes. is And my thought, Georgia, and I'm curious what yours is, is my thought is that you're going to get hurt anyways, whether you're vulnerable or not. So what's the advantage of showing vulnerability?
4: Well, I think that the advantage of showing vulnerability is that we teach people how to treat us. And so if we're able to be vulnerable with someone, then we can also let them know how to be nice to us, how not to be nice to us, and that's what intimacy is. Mm. Intimacy is allowing someone else into your internal um, world and have that dialogue with it. If we don't allow, I think that emotions are like the sail on our ship, and they help guide us to where we need to go. Mm. If we don't know how we're feeling, yeah, if we don't know how we're feeling, then how do we know what we want in life? How do we know what we don't want in life? We are then feeling anxious or angry and we have no clue really why, because we have not tapped into our own emotions. And if we can't share it with someone else, then neither will they know. And it makes it very difficult to have
1: good, healthy relationships. Yes, I was talking about even like knowing what you feel. Like I I talked about in my family of origin, I, I learned a lot about what I'm supposed to do. Right. Okay. And right. I'm, really I'm really good at that. Like mm-hmm. I know what needs to be done in a situation, but knowing what I feel, even mm-hmm. if it's tiredness to know to take a break, that is a muscle I had to develop and ask myself throughout the day, what do I feel? What do I need right now? But, so well,
4: let's go back to that as a tip for people. And you might've already gone through this, but say that again, because I think that a lot of people might not know how they feel. They're overly caretakers. Cause sometimes we talk about people being emotionally mm-hmm. closed, but even caretakers, they're good with how other people feel, how other people are supposed to be cared yeah. for, them, but You gave some some perfect little tips of how to start to listen to
1: yourself. What are those? Well, really it is, uh, what do you feel at this given moment? And when you don't have the answer, stay with it. Mm. I mean, I am not a young woman, Georgia Dow. And to this day... When I am going out for dinner with somebody, I can almost intuitively read what they, where they want to go eat. I have to slow down the process and ask myself, where do I want to go eat? And my brain goes to where the other people want to go. You're bringing up caretaking. And then I go, hold on, try to picture. And I still can't get it. I'm like, okay, try to picture the sushi going in your mouth. Try to picture the pasta. And then I start to have a feeling in my tummy and I've connected to my feeling. Right. And the danger of not doing that is you could say, well, who cares? Sushi, pasta. But the problem is, then you get to the restaurant, and the other person says the food's not good, and you kind of feel resentful because you're not attending to your emotional needs. And where where I was going in this discussion, and thanks so much for joining and bringing us there, is that's only step one because now I fall in love with you, mm. and your feelings now are very
4: different than my feelings. Yes. And a dilemma. Well but wait because I think that that also brings on another point of how often people think that well whatever I feel is what you feel.
1: No. That's right? and that's narcissism that was last week's show. <laughs> <laughs> no but okay but look, look I I you know I'm joking but it's a, it is a narcissistic part of us that yes. we all have. Okay, let's yes. go on record. George and I both have this too. I mean, in a perfect world, yes, we think everybody should feel like we feel. Yes. But they don't.
4: Yes, and react Great to the way point, that we by react, right? Yes. One thing might make you angry and make me yeah. avoidant, or yeah. you feel happy and I feel resentful. Right. And it could be the same act.
1: Right. So that's where the vulnerability comes in. So ah. we're going full circle because now I have to have the courage to tell you, you know, I feel very sad when you walk into my home. If you don't wave hello to me, I feel very sad. And that's being vulnerable because there's a chance you don't care. You're like, get over it. That's silly. You're being
4: sensitive. Right. You took that risk I took of a telling risk. me this, knowing that if my emotional intelligence is not up to standard to be able to understand you, that I might shut that down and be like, well, I'm so sorry that you're sad about that yes. and continue, walk away.
1: That's right. Yeah. So you make a really good point there. So I want to, yeah, I want you to explain that. So, because I always say know your audience. So low mm. intelligent, uh, sorry, not low intelligent, low emotional intelligent person in hearing someone's sadness or hurt would respond. How what's weak, a sign of weak emotional, weak emotional intelligence?
4: intelligence? It could be a mockery. Yeah. It could be being dismissive. Yeah. It could be invalidating. It could be telling them, well, no, you don't feel that way. No, yeah. you don't. Yeah. That's a big uh, one. You're, you're just, or, or laughing. Yeah. Uh, defensiveness. Okay. You know, I didn't, I didn't, I always do like wave when you come in, you just don't notice it. Right. Uh, throwing it back on someone else projecting, uh, well, you know, I have a really rough day at, at work and you don't, don't, you don't, don't, you don't always say hi to me after all. Right. (laughs) Um, and so, and you're missing the point. A lot of times when we argue, what is the point? point? (laughs) But a lot of times when we argue, we want to win and I, I'm feeling bad. So I want to protect myself, but really it's about seeing you recognizing that and validating. It doesn't mean I'm a bad person because I don't wave, but I missed that you were giving me a little tiny drop of a clue of who you are as a person and you were trusting me enough to share that with me, which is precious. And I kind of shoved away your gift to me. I went to the gift, which is hurtful to the other person. So you took an opportunity where you could bond and you actually created a feeling of separation instead. It's it's
1: so important what you're saying. And I just, on a personal, when we come back, we'll talk about what someone with good emotional intelligence would do in that situation. But I want to say that, you know, when you and I met so many years ago, this is where I, you know, sorry, it's going to sound weird, where I think we fell in love, is your emotional intelligence is so great. And so anytime there was anything, there was always a feeling of safety and, and validation. Like you just said, a gift, like what a beautiful, thing to say that when somebody is saying you hurt them that you consider that a gift yeah i mean that's just extraordinary georgia and when we come back i not only do i want to tackle what someone with good emotional intelligence would do but also how did you learn that you know i've yeah. talked about how i had to teach it to myself it is not something you're born with it's definitely something you have to learn so yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll find out about georgia when we come back we'll be right back on straight talk with sandra Reach.
3: change your life forever with the latest cutting edge products for home study treatment for anxiety featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach isn't it time you chose yourself visit anxiety-videos.com right now anxiety videoscom and change your life forever.
0: Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reisch, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing, regain that loving feeling, bring your intimacy to a new level, and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at helpforanxietydepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or helpforanxietydepression.com.
2: Your life, your health, your network. This is Voice America Health & Wellness.
0: You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reish. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reish.
1: We're back on straight talk. I almost didn't come back because Georgia and I <laughs> were having a away. big talk about yeah. how even our entire relationship, and I'll let Georgia talk a little bit about that, was tremendously affected by emotional intelligence when you think about it because we met very randomly and we are very good friends and you do work at the clinic. And so, and you know, at a clinic there is a hierarchy, so it could have gotten really complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been joyful the way we interact in terms of that. So first of all, how do you understand that? And second of all, how do you attribute your success in that
4: area? Oh, goodness. Um, okay, so I think that the first thing is is that, you know, the wonderful thing about having a good amount of emotional intelligence is that we've gone through fights and disagreements and things that we feel differently about, and we've been able to make that, make our relationship stronger and safer. And that's one of the benefits of having a strong amount of understanding of what is emotional intelligence and how you deal with it and how do other people share it. That I think that we've both been really good in that and in areas that I would feel you know, I don't want to do this, or this is uncomfortable, we've been able to be like, you know what, this made us stronger. And I think that that works a lot in many situations, family situations, couple situations, times with your, your children, that if you can do this, it really does help bond relationships together for those rough patches to it. Um, how did I get that? That's kind of I I'm not really sure that I really know the answer to that. I think that my parents were monumental in sharing that with me for I'll give a little bit of backstory for my father, he didn't have very affectionate parents and so when he had his and my mom the same thing. So when they had their family together, they said they wanted to give a lot of love and affection and listening and really be there because their parents were not there. And so I think that that really was the beginning to that and my mom and dad both Also have a lot of empathy. They're very caring and thoughtful. Which is a key component of emotional intelligence. And they they would often say, "Well, how would it feel for this person?" And so I think that that's where I first started realizing that it's not just about me. There's another world out there, and that what would it be like to walk in someone else's shoes? And and so I think that that was the beginning to that. And I think that they didn't shut it down. They were able. And I'm a feeler, so I'm a strong feeler person. But they didn't shut that down. If I was upset, they let me be upset. If they, if I wanted to talk about something, they let me speak. And I think that they did a great job in that area of making me feel validated, not overly indulging that because it can go too much. Which too. we're gonna get to. Um, and they they did a nice balance to that. Not always perfect, but I think that they did a really good job of making me feel comfortable with being able to share my feelings and that other people's feelings are valid too, even if they're not the same as mine.
1: Mm, amazing. Amazing. It's, it's really special. And it, I think that, you know, a lot of people listening may be going, well, that's lovely for her, but I didn't have that growing yeah. up. And unfortunately, most people listening will have that feeling. The good news is it is a learnable skill because mm-hmm. I certainly don't feel I have can share the exact same story as you. And I feel that in learning these skills and a lot of it's you know a little backstory on me is I was a bartender for 22 years, my real psychology degree. Um, and, you know, that was I was serving drinks to so many different types of people. Right. And to be able to, understand the people that I was serving I needed to develop this skill and you know we're going to talk about disarming hopefully we're going to get to that also diff- deal with difficult situations mm. I was in a bar I, w- I worked in some honky-tonk bars there's some rough situations
4: yes and people that might be inebriated not thinking at their best of their abilities right. your own survival also would be like you know and how you're going to do and having good relationships with people exactly. all depended on that yeah. yeah
1: well the good news is it's very self-reinforcing emotional intelligence because the better I got at it the better my relationships got so I'm going to go back to that scenario with me saying oh you didn't Wave to me in that when you walked into the house, we talked about somebody with low emotional intelligence being dismissive or mocking it or saying you're too sensitive or being defensive. What would someone with good emotional intelligence say when somebody said, you know, like it really hurt me that you didn't wave
4: at me when you
1: walked in the house and you're like, yeah. Huh?
4: Yeah. Or even like harsher, like what's up with you not even yeah. waving to me. Right. Everyone, um, the way that I deal with it you can tell me how you deal with it and where you go through the steps to it is that I, I feel that everyone has like a little bucket that's in front of them. They're carrying their little want bucket. Mm-hmm. And whenever we share anything with anyone, we're actually wanting to fill a bucket. We don't know what bucket might be. But whenever someone says something, you're hoping that someone else is going to fill that bucket. If someone says, oh, I was so tired with that. There's something that they're needing from this. Oh, you, know, you, you know, how did you do? How did you feel that way? And so when someone says to you, you know, you know I, why didn't you wave to me when you came in? or even more intelligence would be like i feel this that's more like you are even you in your scenario because you're so good and versed at this your scenario has someone with emotional intelligence saying it makes me feel oh, it's true. this <laughs> when you did it right not just like what's up you know being what's up, so, dude? you know not even waving like yeah. hello um, but what they're saying is that I, I feel hurt or i don't feel loved or like you know don't don't forget me i'm not invisible here i want to be seen right so someone that has a good set of a knowledge of that would be like I'm so sorry, you know, I, I sometimes don't think about it, but I love you and, you know, hi, and I'll try to do better with that. So that the other person, you said that you know what they, they're feeling, what you think you know, see if they say, no, actually, I'm feeling frustrated, or Like, then they'll tell you, but you ask to what you think, you reflect that back. And then you say that if, you know, whatever reason that you did it for, so it's not that I don't care about you. But sometimes my mind gets, you know, I'm too busy sometimes and I should pay more attention and then I'm going to try to do better.
1: Right. Well, I think that was beautifully said. And I think that um, the mere words, I'm so sorry, seem to be very difficult for people. And I Mm. think that's a real key characteristic of why is that the case, do you think? Well, I think that the old belief and I really I really have to go on a little bit of a soapbox on this because I'm Mm. really big on telling people that we need to get better at words like I'm so sorry Um, You have a point like we need to get better at those words. And again, certainly people with high emotional intelligence are quite good at that. I think the belief is if you say I'm so sorry that that you are now labeling yourself as a bad person and that could not be further from the truth. All you're saying is that, oh, I hurt you. I am sorry I hurt you. That does not mean you're a bad
4: person. Can can I say something somewhat funny and and pointed? So we we live in Canada. Yeah. And often I think that people also don't say sorry because they're worried about admitting. That means that they've admitted guilt. Right. And in Canada, we are known for saying sorry too much. Yes. Even though in personal situations, we're not that good at it anyways. Right but they've made it past a law that saying sorry after an accident or something else is not an automatic admission of guilt. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> it's an actual law in I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah. It's, I think that we can use that as a metaphor. It's not an automatic omission of guilt. Yes, it's, it's just saying, I'm sorry. Now I just, you know, I'm preparing, I'm actually giving a workshop on emotional intelligence tomorrow. So that's why I decided to do this topic today. I- and, it's it really shows up that people really feel that if you acknowledge that you've made a mistake, that something like it's almost like that will be the beginning of you not existing. There's a lot of that in research. So your ego will get destroyed. Uh, and emotional
4: yes. intelligence oh, say that again about the ego the, when you admitted a mistake, what it, it actually hurts you. Yes. Your ego will get destroyed. Now, I I see a lot of that
1: research that I read. I love this, Georgia, says that you need to kill your ego to be good at emotional intelligence.
4: I absolutely love that line. That is really kill the ego because it's true. I think that the first time that I when I was young and getting good at, at truly saying sorry, not words saying sorry, I found that it did hurt me. It was uncomfortable to say that I'm sorry and. It, it, there was a lot of mixed emotions that I don't feel anymore at, at this stage, but I remember when I was young, feeling that time of saying sorry, that ego hurt of, I'm wrong. Yeah. I did something bad, right, and having to kind of work through that, yeah. but I only with you saying that do I think back, and maybe perhaps for you, how does it feel when you say sorry? How often do you see it? How genuinely? Is it just a sorry, and it's yeah. like that brush away? No,
1: the no, drive-by dry sorry is no good. <laughs> Right. As a matter of fact, the research talks about that even this sentence that say, I somewhat see your point, it doesn't cut it. Or Or, I could see why you might be upset about it, does not cut it. I'm so sorry
4: you feel that
1: way. No, no, it's a dismissive. It's a dismissive and it's not. And a lot of people think that's good enough. I'm so sorry you feel that way. As a matter of fact, a lot of couple therapy used to say that was a good line. We at the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression do not feel that's a good line because the person tends to feel still dismissed. I'm sorry you... Feel that way. Because so you're, you're saying have a it's problem. my problem mm-hmm.
4: ver- versus, you know, even if you don't admit that, you know, I didn't do it to hurt you, but I'm so sorry that I hurt you. Right. Which is an active statement instead of a dismissive statement. Which takes confidence, which takes mm-hmm. ego strength. In mm-hmm. psychology,
1: we call it ego strength. Feeling good enough about yourself that acknowledging you made a mistake does not take anything away from you. Georgia Dow. How does this relate to anxiety treatments? It seems to me there's a correlation here that's lighting up in my brain about people with their ego strength and their propensity towards getting an anxiety
4: problem. Do you, do you follow me on that? Oh, yes. Well, it, one of the things that, that, you know, how do you know if someone doesn't, that has that? So if you're not able to know your feelings, you're often bottling them up. And if you're not going to be able to deal with them, you will end up with dealing with anger or anxiety or being blocked to that. Um, I often, you know, see people that come in and, and you do as well, that they can't even express, they don't even, it's not that they don't know that they, they can't speak a word, an emotion, but they don't even aren't even able to express it. They are so blocked to that. And that comes out with a lot of anxiety and depression. Yeah. People can be very depressed because one is you don't know how to fix yourself. If you don't know how you feel, you don't know how to solve this problem. Oh, that's good. Say that again. If you don't know how, this is like, oh, what did I say? If if you don't know how you feel, then how can you solve a problem? And anxiety is from a lack of control. Yeah. So if you don't know how you feel, you you can't solve the problem. You have zero control. And that means anxiety disorder. It's so
1: interesting because I love what you're saying because if you have no control over how you feel, then you grasp onto external Mm -hmm. control. Oh, Oh, look at that. Grasp on external control. I'm going to count the tiles. I'm not going to go on the airplane. Georgia, signs of
4: uh, a lack of emotional intelligence. Yes. So so here we go. This is for yourself or someone else. I'll go through them really quickly. Um, so you might be stressed but not know why. Um, not able to discuss your feelings or feel safe doing that. Uh, you assume things. You kind of jump to conclusions because you don't have to think about them. Um, if you have grudges and you can't get past them, you get stuck upon them. Uh, if you... Feel an emotion, you don't know what that emotion is. Um, get angry really fast. Blame. We do a lot of the blaming. Then I don't have to take responsibility and feel how I feel. If Not I just a go sign to blame.
1: of emotional intelligence. Not a sign of mm-hmm. emotional
4: intelligence. Uh, difficulty with intimate relationships, and uh, see feelings as a weakness, which mm, is that's a exceptionally big one. common. Exceptionally common
1: because no, even our field 50 years ago thought mm-hmm. emotions were a weakness. Yes, Amazing. and we, like-
4: we, did, we did do that, that, you know, you're not supposed to be in business and deal with that if you feel. Right,
1: right. So, you know, I want to highlight something you said that I think is so important. Um so emotions are feeling angry at someone this is a part of emotional intelligence too is to get angry to get sad to get hurt all very normal valid emotions are valid however Mm. research shows that emotions live in your body for only and i'm going to repeat this one 90 seconds it takes 90 seconds for emotion to go through your body which means this georgia Dow. yes yes it means that if you're angry at someone and two years later you're still angry You've been telling the story over and over again to yourself. It has nothing to do with what the person did. You're driving that car. Yes,
4: yes. That that emotion is only there because you're feeding it.
1: Well said. And that's important. So we're going to take a break. But think about that 90 seconds. How long are you holding on to your negative emotions? Mm. How, when we come back, how do you not feed those negative emotions when they're persistent in your brain? You know, they come up over and over again. Yeah, but she did me wrong. We'll be right back on Straight Talk with Sandra Rich.
2: Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Join the therapist
0: who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reish, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life.
3: Change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety, featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reisch. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary Anxiety Videos Therapy Series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. Your life, your health, your network.
2: Voice America Health and Wellness.
0: You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to straight talk. Here's Sandra Reisch.
1: So we're back and I cannot believe we're on the last segment because it's such a huge topic. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to call this segment short snappers, meaning I'm going to ask George some questions. We're going to keep it brief and we're going to try to cover a few things. So first of all, I left off on the break saying if it only takes 90 seconds to uh, process an emotion. So what what happens like what is causing people to keep telling the story over and over again? What is really going on there and how can they stop themselves?
4: Well, I'll try to make it short and snapper, but the first thing is you don't know why. Why does this? You have to ask that question. Why am I so hurt? Why? What happened? What am I You feeling? didn't wave at me. But why? I didn't feel loved, maybe. Okay. I did not feel loved. Then I would say, why? Maybe because my father always would wave, and that's the way that he showed me love, so you're not doing it means you don't love me. Ah, it's not really about you not loving me. It's that I don't feel it because of this. Mm-hmm. So also another one that I think is empowering is, You are in control of your emotions. You can feel any way you want to feel. You can feed whichever monster inside of our heads we wish to feed. And so you can say to yourself, I feel this emotion. I'm going to deal with it. You could then say, I want to figure out why, which once you figure out why, really, the amount of anxiety and and feeling upset about something goes down, then you might say, you know what? I'm going to deal with this. I'm going to journal it out. I'm going to figure out what I want to do. It occurs
1: to me as you say that, you know, I was thinking that sometimes that's good to do with a professional. I was going to bring it mm. up. But another thing I thought of is I thought of anxiety videos for a moment because I thought of session. I think it's session one or two where you'll let me know where we do the thought challenges. <gasps> the thoughts,
4: the thoughts, the thoughts run the Just show
1: distorted. Yes. The thoughts run the show. It's number yes. two, right? I think it's number two. You have to yes. go to the website.
4: What's the website? I think it's number three. It's anxiety dash I think it's number three. okay. So we have a whole
1: video on that, and um, it's important to learn about thought distortion because thought Ooh, distortion really can mess with great,
4: you. That is great. Yeah. a great DVD actually. That's it a really really It is really it's good a good one, one. I just I just especially covered them for this Twice today in session. Yeah, they're so important. I should important. have just said get the DVD. You'd save money. Yes. Exactly.
1: And they're so reasonably priced too. No, but
4: learning about thought distortions really
1: changed me. That was helped me a lot because you have a thought like she did me wrong. Just like what you said, Mm -hmm. that's what made me think of it. So it's an interpretation of events. An example, very quick example on my part. I'll give you're walking downtown. You feel someone poking you and you're behind. You feel the emotion of anger and frustration. You turn around. There's a blind man with a cane. Yes. Everything changes, but nothing changed. Yes. Everything, but nothing. Your emotions completely change
4: the way that you look at it. Yes.
1: Short snappers, Georgia what are things people can do to improve their emotional intelligence?
4: Okay. So the first thing is you can use feeling words, label your words, practice them, help your children do this, help your husband or a friend that may not do it. Oh, I see you're feeling angry. These are things and try to practice them yourself. Accept others feelings. They feel it. Believe them. Don't say that they don't do it and validate that. I can see that you feel angry. I can understand how that would make you feel angry encourage people to share emotions yeah share tell me, me tell more me. even oh i love that one. you're very more. good you're you're excellent with that it's true <laughs> um dealing with strong emotions you want to know that it's okay to have strong emotions and healthy it's not a bad thing to be able to deal with it especially with parenting model good behavior being able to share your own emotions to that if you're saying what oh, would I'm that so, look like
1: modeling good behavior oh, in to be your like, kids? i'm
4: feeling really sad right now i'm, I'm frustrated right now i'm going to take a little bit of a breather even, to your, even saying to your child is oh, yes. feeling i'm taking a little, my own time out yeah i'm going to just take a walk over here because i'm feeling a little bit frustrated a sign of good emotional intelligence yes. Um, to practice being able to go through ways that you can control so that the emotion doesn't control you, you control the emotion. Maybe breathing techniques if you're feeling angry, taking a time out, thinking a different thought, dealing with how do you cope with that and teaching someone, your children and your your loved ones, how do they can help deal with it. Oh, you know what? You're feeling a a little bit frustrated. Do you want to take a walk with me? Lovely. Lovely, sad too. Ooh, I like that. read body language. Uh, yeah. Read other people's cues. They are telling you so much more. Most of how do language. I do that?
1: How do we do that? Well, there's a
4: maybe. Like again, there's all kinds of videos on how to read body language. But think, what do they usually do when someone's angry? Are they the ones that their hands are balled up? Are they looking angry? Are they moving back from you? Do they look sad in their eyes? You want to take a time out to actually listen to what their body is telling you, not just to what their words. Because the body speaks louder than words. Oh yeah it does so true yeah that is so true yes Yes, beautiful beautiful and to know that no one not everyone is going to play by your rules to your games or react the way that you do and you and I have a great thing of when I'm uh, in distress you know I like space to that when you're in distress you like to have company and so we have these rules because we understand that we're different our way of feeling better is different and so we've both dealt with difficult situations recently and we both try to do what the other person needs but we have to listen to that not say no well you're going to do the way i like this so you like this
1: yeah what a great list you have there you really came prepared my god georgia is do you agree like you know or is it your opinion that if somebody wants to work on this do you think that they this is something that somebody
4: goes to a professional about or what are your thoughts on that? I, I think that it helps. I think that it, it's it's hard because when you don't know what you don't know. Right. So you can read books. There's some wonderful books that are out there to that. Or, again, we have one that's on the the thought distortions, which is a great video to that. Or, again, first start just listening to yourself and checking in, how do I feel? You don't want to say, well, I didn't know. That's a very poor example of being able to grow. Just, well, I didn't know why I did that. I didn't know that I did that. I didn't know this. You want to be able to say, "Well, I deserve to figure out myself," and so there's many different paths there: therapy, books, reading, learning about it. But you want, or journaling. But you want to spend the time. You matter. You know, I'm
1: listening to you really carefully, and I'm starting to go, "Oh my God, we should go back to school and do a research study." Because um, it almost, I'm listening to the words, and I'm starting to like put it together. Like I just chose this topic for the radio show, but we are anxiety specialists. That it seems to me that maybe bring me an anxiety patient and maybe you've brought me somebody who has struggled in emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's a direct correlation and maybe there has been a study done on that because we talked about the videos and the videos are called anxiety videos. So someone looking for emotional intelligence may not think of the videos, but now as we're talking about it, I'm thinking that it's interesting that somebody who shows up for anxiety treatment, whether it's through the videos through the clinic or your local clinic, it might be worthwhile discussing or considering yourself if there's not something here between the anxiety trying to get your attention Mm. to learn some of these skills. And maybe we'll do a video on that. Who knows? Because emotional intelligence is such an important part of life. Uh, In the meanwhile, though, you know, there's a lot of people who cannot get to us, so they can reach out hopefully to their local, um, you know, specialist. especially if it's showing up as anxiety or depression, it's always good to work with a specialist or they can download the videos instantly. Right. Yes. And that's on anxiety videos.com. If they've heard something you've said and they want to work with you, how do they reach you?
4: So you can, um, check out the, uh, you can call course,
1: the center, which is 514-777-4530
4: Yeah, um, and uh, you do you know the website Georgia Death Help for Anxiety
1: Depression Depression,
4: depression. Com. Yeah, yeah. She's only worked it. there for seven you, no, nine always, years, or all, I don't even know how long. I love you always like leave it to me to say them. Yes. I'm like, ah. Yeah, I
1: keep thinking you're gonna know sooner or later where you work. This this might be a bone of contention. Just joking, <laughs> just joking. No, I I really I think it's it's. In talking to you, I think that navigating life, you need emotional intelligence. You, you wanna learn this and it's like learning Greek at first. It, it is a new language. And
4: if you want to win at a game, know the rules. Yes. If you want to win with yourself, know your rules. Well, and sad. that is only done through your emotions.
1: Yeah. So something that you can learn through books, through DVDs. It's
4: completely learnable. Completely learnable.
1: And, and will change your parenting. As a matter of fact, the parenting DVD is a lot about this. Yes. It will change your parenting. Mm-hmm. It will change your romantic relationships. It will change your work relationships, as we discussed.
4: And it will allow you to find happiness, because how do you find happiness if you don't know what makes you happy?
1: Such a great point. Did you know, Georgia, before you got here, I cited a research study that people with good emotional intelligence make on average $30,000 more per year than people with low emotional intelligence. I know that. So happiness... And more money.
4: And better relationships. Yeah. This sounds like it's, like, it's everything now. It's a good deal. Yeah.
1: But it is, it does take work because when someone's coming at you or you, you want to express an emotion, it's not easy to do this. And, you know, we're just about out of time, but I do want to say, um, know your audience. You know, Mm -hmm. if if I go to somebody with my feelings and they're just going to like whack me down, it may not be adaptive to keep going back to that same person, which is another, you know, perhaps another podcast about surrounding yourself. And actually when I was preparing the PowerPoint is that there is an emotional contagion. You want to be around other people with good emotional intelligence right because you feed off of each other just negativity feeds off each other and so does positivity would you agree oh yes very important well that's all the time we have left today and uh, i'd like to thank georgia dow for joining me on straight talk you always bring so much great information and in such a relatable way that is one of your incredible gifts i was on the phone today my secretary is out of town and i've been booking the patients and i was on the phone and i was talking about you and the client was like okay okay i'll go see her because i just think you get it across in a really straight way so thank you she's laughing her head off thank you so much for joining us First of all,
4: thank you for having me. I'd like to
1: thank everybody for listening to Straight Talk. I get so much feedback from you guys, and I appreciate it. It makes us feel so good. I'd like to invite you all back to come back next week if you're interested in any of the information on the show, uh, retreats, therapy, or anything. You can go to helpforanxietydepression.com, or if you want to hear previous shows, you can go to straighttalksandraish.com. Also, feel free to drop a line to us. You can go on our Facebook page, Straight Talk um, and leave a question for myself or Georgia. And don't forget to like our page as well. You can hear previous shows, as I said, on Straight Talk Sandra Reich, on the podcast app of your iPhone or on iTunes under Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Please drop Georgia or myself a line at info at helpforanxietydepression.com. My name is Sandra Reich, and I promise I'll help you learn to live your best life again next Thursday, same time, same channel, in the Meanwhile, this is Straight Talk with Sandra Reish. Keep your eyes on the stars.
0: Thank you for listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reish. We hope you've enjoyed today's show and we'll tune in again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Now, go live your best life.